Sportsnet 590 The Fan. We need to talk about what just happened. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Shot scores! Off the faceoff! Jake Muzzin let it go, and I don't know if anybody touched it. Murray was down and up into the top corner, and the Leafs open the scoring here tonight. Back on track. Jake Muzzin had a goal and two assists. Freddie Anderson notched the 24-save shutout. The Leafs smothering the Pittsburgh Penguins 4-0. The final here brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. This is Leaf Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590. The fan, Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you. Sam McKee and Josh Santos behind the glass. We'll go down to Scotiabank Arena in about 20 minutes from now or so and join uh, Chris Johnson of Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca and Hockey Night in Canada. We'll hear from Sheldon Keefe and go inside the locker room on a uh, a role reversal, I would say, Gord, from Tuesday night. It was gut check time for this Maple Leafs team, and uh, they rose up to the occasion for sure tonight. Yeah, I was on the writer's block earlier. I don't know if Jeff Blair was being delusional or certainly <laughs> tongue-in-cheek, but he predicted a result like this. And, uh, boy, a statement game. Again, one out of 82. But what a difference. The knives were out. The pressure was out. The questions were out. You name it. And that's on the general manager. That's on the coach. That's on all the players. And they responded in a big way. And, you know, I would have been okay if they responded like they did tonight and still could have lost the game. Pittsburgh Penguins are a hard team to beat and you could have the bounces not go your way, but no, it ends up being a great first period, even though there are no goals, like it set the tone. They needed that. And then they fortuitously get that first goal and then they don't cave in the third period. And where were all those full paws? Where were the mental mistakes? Where were all those things they've been doing so often the last 18 games? They played very intelligent smart hockey it was a hell of a game great game to watch listen to or be fortunate to be down at Scotiabank Arena yep you're right and it is pretty surreal that this was the same Leafs team who came out on uh, on Tuesday and laid an egg in Pittsburgh laid an egg in Buffalo laid an egg in Ottawa a lot of eggs a lot of eggs it's almost like Easter time uh where's this team been for three weeks is my question because we saw so many great things and Again, the one thing we've learned about this Maple Leafs team, don't get too high, don't get too low. Um, it's just one game, and you move forward to the Carolina game coming up on, on Saturday night. Don't forget, the Panthers back in action tonight on the back-to-back. Sergey Bobrovsky was brilliant in that win against Anaheim last night. They're in Los Angeles. There's nobody left on that Kings roster. If they don't win tonight, I'll be shocked. Well, and the Leafs will get that same trip in about two weeks. Yeah. So it used to be the triple triple cities of doom and death. Not anymore. Just ask Peter Horachuk when he took over and had to go to Los Angeles, Anaheim, and San Jose. So they're not, you know, like easy wins, but you're right. It's an easier chunk. So Florida's on that now. Leafs will get that in two weeks' time. All you can do is your own stuff. And if, if Florida gets winning and the Leafs do as well, well, then I got to think one wild card spot will probably come back to the Atlantic Division. Right now it looks like two that both of them will go to the Metropolitan Division teams, but even that's changed a little bit. So I just, you know, where was this team is a great point. Yeah. Like, why was this team not here under Mike Babcock at the start of the season? And then to get it going, uh, the record was 15-5-1 under Sheldon Keefe's first 21 games. And uh, I like the way he's responded because he's verbally challenged the team on a few occasions. And also it just got very confusing, very, like a lot of things. And a lot of people didn't like them saying, hey, we're not working too hard. We're not doing all. I liked it. Whatever. It's self-awareness. You can say, well, geez, they get paid millions of dollars. They should do that all the time. You know, 
a little bit of a check, a little bit of an internal check. They didn't start making excuses for anybody else. They just went flat out and did it. And I got to think it also is a positive for the leadership group who's for the first time, you know, has really had to probably show some leadership, whether it was players only meeting or just in general about guys, we got to focus, we got to work, we got to pay the price. We've had kind of an easy ride and we've gotten used to it. There's no easy ride this season for the Toronto Maple Leafs at this point. Yeah, to me, that's exactly it. And, you know, the most positive thing out of this 4 nothing victory here against the Pittsburgh Penguins, the leadership group really, really stepped up. I, you know, people often laugh and scoff at, at needing winners and veterans in your lineup. It was one of those games for Jake Muzzin, who has not been shy with his words the last little while, and rightfully so. Uh, if there's one guy on this roster who can speak up, it's probably Jake Muzzin, at least in my opinion, has a Stanley Cup back in 2014 with the LA Kings. He's played game on game in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I thought he was tremendous in this game. The crisp passes leaving the zone, uh, the shot from the point off, the faceoff. And that's important to note, too. Three of the four Maple Leafs goals coming off faceoffs. Alex Ovechkin, who scored 699 tonight, but even John Tavares. 15 and 7 in the faceoff circle tonight. That was the good news for me. The veterans really stepped up. Gordon. Boy, faceoff difference 62% for the Leafs. I mean, usually it doesn't face-offs get over 60. Matter, Gordon. Hashtag well, they, do, it. they do matter, and particularly yeah. in the zones rather neutral. And they got some big faceoff wins that way. Jake Muzzin, uh, one goal, two assists, three points, plus three, played 23 minutes and two seconds, two shots on net. You're absolutely right. I mean, I don't know who picks the three stars. I don't really care. It's kind of a fun thing. They skate out and they slip the replica stick over to some fans. So I would have to think. It's not a real stick. No, it's. Uh, uh, I would have to think Jake Muzzin. I wonder, he probably doesn't even have a replica stick. He'll have to slip <laughs> the real thing over. I'm sure he becomes the first star that way. A very statement game from a guy. Professional effort. That, that they're going to keep. That a guy that, they're, that wants to stay here and apparently close to signing a new contract. So anyway, that part's all good. I, I am happiest for and with the play of Freddie Anderson. Yeah. Because... It has really irked me, and I don't know why, and I'm glad Sheldon Keith made that statement to at least say internally is not the case. I went and picked up food. I'm always picking up food, but last night, and the guy goes, What'd you yeah, get? Uh, it was Greek food. It was great. Good yeah. Choice. Yeah. And uh, just saying, yeah, you know what? Freddie's lost it. I am Jack Campbell's the guy. And all of a sudden, like, Jack Campbell is a great, I like that trade. I like getting Kyle Clifford. So now you have a goaltending tandem in that, but Freddie Anderson is your guy. You cannot discard guys just when they have one bad month. And Freddie Anderson, I'm glad Sheldon Keefe played him. I didn't think he was going to be honest with you. I thought he was going to start Campbell. I thought that's why he left Freddie in to endure the uh, all the goals in Pittsburgh the other night. And Freddie came up big. This is a big game for everybody. And I was glad to see the team come up big for Freddie. And Freddie came up big when needed. Yeah, and I think important to that note, and again, a 24-safe shutout here for Frederick Anderson. Hope it's an enjoyable uh, walk to the subway right now. And I'm sure it is after this win against Pittsburgh back on the winning track. It'll be on mass, too. They look like they're all still in the seats. So it'll be a crowded subway ride. But that's okay. That's fine. It was a loud crowd tonight, which is great to see. Um, But for Anderson, 24 saves, second shutout of the season. But I think they made it simple, too. Like, the one thing I really noticed, even from the last little while, is activating the defense. They paid more attention to their inner zone and attention to detail defensively, and that, in turn, made it so difficult for Pittsburgh's big boys to do anything. They closed up time and space, and we'll see how long this lasts. But tonight, a pretty strong defensive effort and, and maybe, you know, the best effort of this season for this Maple Leaf squad for puck drop to the end. Well, the other part is maybe, and, and a bit of a reminder that they can play that style and it's necessary to play that style. And when you get in the playoffs, if you get in the playoffs, you have to play that style a little bit more. So uh, I I agree with you on that. And it's funny when, so when Sheldon Keefe first started, and I can remember Justin Hall had the comment about basically all the D were given the green light. And let's face it, they, you're 15, five and one. You, that's a great 21 game stretch. 
And Justin Hall kind of kidded that I finished a shift once and I was lying in the offensive crease when the whistle went. I thought, oh my God, I'm going to get in trouble for that. And then when they were looking at video the next day, he thought Sheldon Keefe was going to, you know, say, hey, you, you got you to stay back. You can't be doing that. And he just said, uh, no, I want to see more of that. Take, and he goes, that's great. Gave me the green light. Well, I just think there were too many green lights going, that everybody was thinking rush first, you know, going that kind of thing. And all of a sudden, when you're not thinking that way, you're concentrating on making smart plays, getting the puck out of your zone. And, you know, let's get job one first. Let's find a happy medium. Let's let's have what Sheldon Keefe wants to be as allowed teams the D to do as far as a green light goes. But let's not forget the fundamentals. Again, it's a small sample size, but this team tonight played like a team that has visions of not just scoring 50 goals or 40 goals, individual stats in a season, but actually doing something significant, which I think is encouraging for Leafs Nation for sure. We even saw a fight in this game, maybe not caught on camera, but the replay, we certainly saw it. And uh, I think Kasperi Kapanen is at his best when he's playing with edge. Scores on a breakaway, normally misses the net on breakaway, so that's great. The advancement there to score and he drops the mitts with Jared McCann sticking up for Rasmus Sandin, the rookie who, surprise, surprise, was uh, was nudged or hit by Patrick Hornquist, who does that to a lot of players around this league. Yeah, boy, every team can use a Patrick oh. Hornquist. I mean, we talk so much about Modern-day Tom. Thomas Holmstrom, right? I know, we talk yeah. about Tom Wilson and guys like that, but, I mean, there's a lot of other ones around the league, and, you know, uh, we kind of talk, the Darcy Tucker, Gary Roberts, you Shift know, disturbers. just something like yes. that. But, yeah, you know, at first I was a little bit leery, because much like Kyle Clifford picked a fight with Jamie Oleksiak and it sparked the Leafs against Dallas, Dallas still won the game. Here Leafs had the lead, and quite often, you know, when you're up by a certain number of goals, the other team's trying to get a little bit of a spark. Well, you know, good on the Leafs. They, they didn't allow that to happen, and, you know, good on Kapanen sticking up. And also, I'll tell you, a real key play is they got killed on the power play. This is good. See, this is like walking to the subway where just stuff hits you. It's a fun game. So, I'm thinking about it now. Walking, uh, they got killed on the power play. Three for three, Pittsburgh was Tuesday. So you get the new guy in town, you know, basically uh, Mulligan taking an offensive or neutral zone penalty. And what a terrible way to start to be in the penalty box and Pittsburgh go up one nothing on a power play. This is in the first period, yeah. first penalty of the game. And the Leafs killed it off. And that was huge. And last game, they had a two man advantage and it was pathetic. And I don't, they got one shot on net. Two-man advantage again. They scored real quick. Like everything they didn't do Tuesday, they did properly on Thursday. And you add the little bonus, like, you know, a little, little bit of feistiness from Kasperi Kapitan. Yeah, when I hear two-man uh, two advantage, I think two-man in a truck, you know? Two-man in a truck, I know. <laughs> One of the best commercials going right now on the Fan 590. Uh, sports not the Fan 590. Uh, but Dennis Malgan, you mentioned, and you're right, uh, played 15-20 in this game, plus one. Uh, we wondered how that fit would be. Um, last we heard, played with Austin Matthews in Switzerland, but he was on the second line with Willie Nylander and and John Tavares, and I think provided a bit of a spark. Now, granted, most players do when they get traded. Their first games are usually really, really good. We'll see how long this lasts or how long, you know, how efficient he can be in this role. But I liked what I saw from Malgan tonight. I did as well. Yeah. I mean, he's still not that physical guy you yeah. want, but obviously, you know, it's the kind of thing, and this is what you like about your pro scouts. So you got Joel Quenville now and Mike Kitchen yep. and, and guys in Florida and a new coach, right? There's certain guys they like. There's certain guys they don't like. And Malgan played a lot and then really hasn't played. And they, boy, they went to the well once a few years ago. Give Kyle Dubas credit getting Zach Hyman from the Florida organization Sokolov, as well. call him. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he consulted Sokoloff lawyers before he did it, but he went and did it. <laughs> um, but he got him. And, uh, you know, even a thing like Mike Matheson's not playing a lot there. He's got a big contract, but yeah, in the Florida, fourth line. <laughs> you know, just, I know. Yeah. So I, so that kind of thing, a pro scout just says, look, he's not going to be the difference between winning a Stanley cup or not, but he could 
improve your team and about the work ethic and effort and all those things that Sheldon Keefe thought were missing. That's one thing he brings. And right away, he rewards him by giving him significant ice time in game one. I still don't get why Dale Talon essentially helps out a team that they're fighting for a playoff spot with. Like I know Malgin's not, you know, uh, no Sasha Barkov or anything, but why would you give Toronto a player to add to their depth up front? Yeah, I don't know. It's that's it's, it's a real good question because you know you're seeing some minor league moves like uh, New York Rangers made one with Carolina guys that are in the AHL just yeah. to give them a bit of a chance that way. But uh, yeah, that 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 I never really had thought about that. And that's and, that's what we and you're right. We're good like I that. Know. You know, we bring up different points here. So it's a four nothing win here for the Maple Leafs. Back on track. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic again. Leafs Nation post game is brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. Uh, 15 minutes or so, I would say, we'll we'll hook up with uh, Chris Johnson at Sportsnet, sportsnet.ca, and Hockey Night in Canada. We'll hear from Sheldon Keefe. We'll go inside the locker room, just getting cooking here on the program. But again, um, you know, of all the storylines, the positive ones at that, Gord, I got to agree with you. I think the biggest thing is Frederick Anderson. And we both agreed that we liked the vote of confidence by Sheldon Keefe coming out on Wednesday and saying, no, Anderson's going again. It's not going to be Campbell. And I thought that was pivotal, that penalty kill in the first period. And all of it, in my opinion, was because of Freddie Anderson. And the confidence grew from there. But along those lines, they did not make things difficult for Freddie Anderson in terms of second opportunities and tertiary opportunities. Hopefully, Anthony Stewart is listening right now. But, like, they didn't make it difficult. They, they protected the house, and it was a much cleaner effort tonight. No question. No question. And, and, and this is the thing the, that lo- the logic escaped all of us watching them. And that Florida game again, when the, and that's I wasn't going to say it when I was in the second intermission with uh, uh, George Russick and with Show, yeah. But just I assumed they'd hold on the lead, but the only killer would be another Florida experience blowing a third period lead. That would have been on a night like tonight when there's so many positives. That would have been a huge setback. And yeah. again, seeing that happen against Florida a couple times this season, just you know, it happened in small samples, and I guess eventually it's happened in big samples that you have to get back to. Little things like that, and be reminded about protecting your house, protecting your goaltender. You know, not giving up so many scoring chances, all those kinds of things. And and tonight, it worked great. And when you do that, you seem to get the offensive chances as well. When yeah. you know it, because you're in a certain flow, playing at a you know certain intensity, and it worked out. No stretch passes, no stretch you're passes right. at all. Right? You're right. None, none. So Couple just thinkers. A- yeah, you're right. I way more tenacity. Uh, way more determination, urgency, whatever word you want to use. Uh, the Maple Leafs, again, improving to 23-12-4 and four now under Sheldon Keefe. I thought the fourth line was really, really smart and, and you know, started up a bit in the offensive zone. And I think that was a big key for the Maple Leafs in this game. Whenever Crosby and Malkin, and Malkin did play in this game, not your boy Anthony Angelo, who scored last game in his first NHL goal, but they limited the time and space. I know it's easier said than done for the star players in this league, but it seemed like every time 87 or 71 were on the ice, they're on the defensive. And, and that's a smart key that could always be an evergreen key to victory for Gord Selleck. Next broadcast we have against Pittsburgh, always on the defensive, it's going to be tough for those guys to score goals when they're playing defense all the time. Yeah, you know something? Nobody played single-digit minutes. Like, the fourth line all had double digits. Not even like, Marincin, eh? Yeah, well, no, Marincin on D was going to play He's going to play double-digit minutes, and he played okay, okay? Okay. He's 17 minutes, 40 <laughs> seconds. But, I mean... The Jason Spezza played the least 10 minutes, 18 seconds, go to 11 minutes, 54 seconds. I mean, it really just shows that they balanced four lines. Like he really rolled four lines as much as four lines have been rolled this year. And they went out with being refreshed, work hard, no excuses that way. And, and they did it all. The thing I want to see though, is another response 
Follow this effort up on Saturday, Gord, a game we have right here on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network at home to the Carolina Hurricanes. I want to see a follow-up effort because it's it's one thing to do it once. I want to continually see it because, again, we haven't seen any of this for, what, three weeks now? So, uh, agreed, agreed. Yeah. And, uh, and, again, you still could lose that game. You're going to lose – you still will lose games even when you're playing uh, at a certain – Good level, but yeah, you got you got to ride with this. You did it before. Yeah. You don't want the December twenty third Carolina afternoon game, even though that was a great win. But Next being down game? being down three nothing, but in the first five minutes, yeah. I mean that that was see that was a classic game. That was where I would have voted more at least for the NBA All Star Weekend than yeah. the NHL All Star Weekend. The, the way contest. they were playing back yeah. then, yeah. yeah. But they were getting the W at the end of it, and our buddy Luke Fox had a great line after the game against Ottawa Saturday. He talked. He called it point accumulation which is really important. And back then, they were there was were heady days. It was the high-flying, almost the Montreal Canadiens flying Frenchman era when they did it, Toronto Maple Leafs. And then of late, it's been grinding, trying to get two points against a not a very exciting Ottawa team that battles you hard. Tonight was more what I see the Leafs against a real good Pittsburgh team. Pittsburgh didn't play poorly either. It's not like you said, wow, you caught the Penguins on a bad night. They competed. Yeah. They competed hard. But this is the Toronto Maple Leaf team uh, – we, well, it's easy to say, yeah, Gordo, 4 nothing win at home against Pittsburgh. Let's face it, but this is the Toronto Maple Leaf team that it's not a one-game blip. This is what we envision, we feel they should be more often. Yeah, not to jump to conclusions, but uh, you, you can the parade route's got to be back on. The, this yeah. team is firing, yeah. Gord. Yeah. Um, they're playing unbelievably. Where uh, do you think it's going to go, the parade route? I, I would start it here at Sportsnet 5-9 of the fan, you know, and maybe we have our own sort of... Oh, you know what? Uh, all I can Entourage. tell you is, and I'm not saying it, uh, um, we better get somebody else in charge of crowd control. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Whatever the parade may be, okay, just a little tip. And I'm not saying there's Stanley Cup That's parade. why I didn't go to the last parade. Right, I watched saying, it on yeah. TV oh, my for goodness. 18 hours. But anyway, uh, yeah, we know we're, we're not planning the parade. I am. But uh, the, the get in the playoffs, hey, you get in, anything can happen. So you got to get in the next level of the poker game, and they took a big uh, big step for that tonight. My stat of the night, the Maple Leafs now 1-0-1-0 with Dennis Malgin in the lineup. <laughs> uh, by the way, courtesy of Ben Ennis, does uh, great work for the good show here on Sportsnet 5.9 of the fan. The Leafs limited the Pens to four high-danger shot attempts for the entire game. Um, so that's an important stat to note. I know you're big on analytics, but that is sort of uh, an important stat when you look at Boy, it. And in, in essence, what that means, Gord, they were better defensively. I know, but just danger is a real scary word. High danger. <laughs> I shots. think of like yeah, Austin Powers, Austin danger. Powers, so, yeah. so high danger is sort of a super duper scoring chance. I don't know. Like I, a score I'm just chance? reading a tweet and like I, I don't really, we'll call an analytics buff for that. Yeah, I would just. Uh, I'm not. I'm not knocking uh, Ben at all. So it's like no, a no, super no. duper. Yeah, it okay. actually is a good stat because you know how I feel about analytics. I do think it's a tool to success in this NHL world, not to be in an end all. Because mm-hmm. uh, last I heard last year in the playoffs, the Maple Leafs had a 57 percent chance when they're up three two against Boston, and well, they didn't win that series. So one of the best things is someone broke down that miracle on ice game, and it just. Should, but it no someone analytically, uh, broke it down. Watch the game. And analytically, they had like a one percent chance of winning it, basically. And I, do, but I do remember watching that oh game, my, and it's true. Are like you the, serious? Oh yeah. Well, the Soviet, the Stelic, the Soviet Union team, and again, Saturday will be the anniversary. Ridiculous! They dominated that team, so that game so ridiculous, and it still is. So I'm going back a bit. No, no, uh, mind scratching. Why Vladislav Tretiak was pulled for Michigan, the best Soviet Union goaltender they had of all time, got pulled in the game Man. for Michigan, who People was there need to give jobs, up. Scored. That's it. 
Yes. That's what do you mean they need jobs for no, analy- people, well, to do people analytics? need jobs instead of analyzing a movie. Or but. Mishka needed some work? I don't know. <laughs> See, that's it. See, he should, Tikhanov should have done what uh, <laughs> what Sheldon Keefe did tonight, been loyal to Freddie Anderson. Yes. He should have been loyal to Tretiak back in that game in 1980. I'm happy you hammered that Astros drum for the last 48 hours and said, no way, Freddie Anderson is the guy, because that's the one thing we've agreed on throughout this season. And I like, again, that Sheldon Keefe came out on Wednesday and said he's our guy on Thursday. and Rewards him with a 24-save effort. I, I thought he was really, really solid, compact in this game, very quiet, which is great to see. Yeah, and, I mean, Jack Campbell has been a great pickup, and he stopped the bleeding. They needed it. And now you have him signed for two more seasons. You yep. have Freddie signed for one season after this year, and we will not hear any debate about the goaltending depth, which unfortunately has dogged Kyle Dubas since the day he took the job. That's been the one thing personnel-wise, never mind contracts and all that, but about a backup goaltender making the decision to be loyal to the guy that won in the Calder Cup and, and Garrett Sparks, and that being unsatisfactory for his entire brief, relatively brief reign up till getting Jack Campbell. Yeah, you're right. That was a big-time move, and I, again, to... To sort of piggyback off the comments from Tuesday night, I don't expect anything substantial from the Maple Leafs here. I just think they're sort of the cap is what the cap is at this point in time. Maybe a minor tweak. We we saw them linked to Vlad Nemestikov of the Ottawa Senators. They're looking to address, maybe add some more depth in the bottom six. Maybe they get a defenseman. Wouldn't be shocked if Tyson Berry's name is out there, which we've heard, and maybe parlay something like that. But uh, it's going to be a difficult job, Gordon. That's why we've talked about you know the majority of this season. If this team is going to be victorious and do something substantial in the springtime, it's going to be the guys on this roster. It's going to be Matthews. It's going to be Marner, Tavares. You know, Nylander was good in this game, but they're carrying this thing. Yeah, know? and you know, by the way, just switching again, but the one thing we yeah. did not expect this season, we expected it sometime, was Sheldon Keefe to become the head coach. And you know what? Yeah, we're ready for a man of the people head coach. I'm just seeing Nick Nurse <laughs> up there. You know, the other day. A friend of mine took the GO train to Oshawa, and Nick Nurse was on it with some buddies. Not buddies, he's still because he still is interested in coaching the Canadian team and that, right? So he's still yeah. doing some work. So the guy's in the middle of a season with the Toronto Raptors, and he's taking the GO train it's overpriced. to watch overpriced something, train, something by the way. up. Well, whatever he could afford. It. Anyway, I can't. I like that part. So uh, I, I, I like I like the way Sheldon Keefe is connecting with the fans, and I I also think in his own way connecting with the players because. Let's face it, Mike Babcock, and I, I I don't fault his being here overall, but it was more of a Sermon on the Mount type thing that they had tuned out this year, Yeah, and which goes with the territory. And in Sheldon Keefe's case, like he's he's really being clear to be a clear communicator. You're right. We're feeling good about life right now. Again, a lot of what I've heard over the last 48 hours, you know, brought me back to the Mike Babcock era from Sheldon Keefe. So hopefully this gets the team going. It nights them a bit. And again, they're back in action Saturday night at home to the Carolina Hurricanes with the break still to come. Chris Johnson of Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca and Hockey Night in Canada. We'll hear from Sheldon Keefe. We'll go inside the locker room as well. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic on Twitter. Brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. You're listening to Leafs Nation post game on Sportsnet 5-9 of the fan. This is Leafs Nation postgame. Let's go! Brought to you by your local GTA Acura dealers. Visit yours today. Don't worry, we'll turn the lights off when we leave. But we're not done yet. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Up ahead for Kapanen, he's in a goal, he scores! Kasperi Kapanen got a 
1-0 lead. From Kasperi scratching in to Kasperi scrapping in. One goal and one fight for Kapanen tonight in a 4 nothing Very win. Very good. On home ice against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Can I continue my intro now? It's Nick Alberg and Gord Stelic. Brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. I am very good, I know. Uh, this is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5.9 of the fan. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you on Twitter at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic. Again, I believe we're moments away from Chris Johnson of Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca and Hockey Night in Canada, and what was maybe the most complete effort of this season for your Maple Leafs. Again, Captain was uh, went, was into things with Jared McCann, got in a scrap there, scores a goal. Uh, Jake Muzzin, one and two in this game. I thought John Tavares was solid. All in a you know, the, the best team effort I've seen in quite some time, Gord Stellar. Yeah, my phone is lighting up. That's why I'm a little bit absorbed. So Todd yeah. or Mark Osborne? No, my buddy, uh, Teddy Uano and his brother, John Uano, the Uano brothers and that. Okay. And they're with a couple friends listening right now, enjoying Hello. the game. Greetings. Yeah, everyone kicking butts. He bailed on the tennis game Sunday, Ted did too. A little bit uh, a little bit nervous playing against me. But uh, maybe this will give him some confidence the way the Penguins play tonight. Yeah. yeah. I, I love these kind of games. This is where you grow up as a kid and the kind of games that... Uh, around the gardens, it happened more than Scotiabank Arena. You're right. But the next day, the whole place would be a buzz. I love driving in the next day. And you'd park, and then you go get coffee, and everyone's talking about it here, there, whatever. And I just love that feeling, that kind of vibe. You went to school the next day, you talked about it. I mean, now there's different things. You know, there's social media, there's highlights, there's whatever in that. But that's just got that good old-fashioned, what a nice kick-ass hockey game. It's a great hockey city. People are passionate about their Toronto Maple Leafs and really pulling for them. And, I, and the three stars, perfect. Freddie Anderson, Jake Muzzin, John Tavares. You know, I, I, perfect. I don't care about the three stars anymore. I used to. Yeah. Like I'd sit in the grays. I bought a few gray seats and I'd come <laughs> down and I would try to time it that I'd be at the exit because I had to hurry to get out the side door to catch that subway back You're to You're very Shepherd. calculated. Yes. But I try to get the three stars as I slowed down, you know, to watch, you know, cutting through the exit there in the gray seats. And those were the perfect three stars because usually it's Matthews, Marner, Nylander. And good to see Freddie, number one, and great to see Jake Muzzin. Yeah, I think Marincin was a close fourth. That's just uh, my personal opinion. Uh, I think he was there waiting to go on. I think they got mixed <laughs> up with Muzzin or Marincin, the, the M's. Okay. Hey, you got to give the guys some slack. They're going to rave give, about him tomorrow on no, Toronto we Sports Radio. we got to give everybody some slack tonight, including Martin Marincin. Okay. That's well, a hard team to play against, those Pittsburgh Penguins. again. stick. Uh, well, you know? well, sometimes it works better than other times. That's all <laughs> I can say. Speak softly and carry a long stick, whatever works. I mean, they were. I mean, they were going. Sidney Crosby, Malkin, those guys have been leaf killers, yeah. and this was not a case of the of the Penguins basically turtling. Justin Hall a plus three, Jake Muzzin a plus three. Those are your big guys on the back end. Um, seeing a lot of minutes, twenty one oh four for Hall, twenty three oh two for Muzzin. But the the thing I like is that Muzzin brings sort of that. A lot of these players on this roster, Gord, don't know how to get over said hill. You know, to get to the Stanley Cup. You know, the rigors of playing in the Stanley Cup playoffs, the rigors in playing important, meaningful hockey games, whether it be in the regular season or in the playoffs. Jake Muzzin's been there. Uh, you know, same with Kyle Clifford, who I think brought a lot of truculence, if you will, to this game, played with some edge, some snarl, which this team's, team needs. I, th- I thought it was Kyle Clifford's best game as a Maple Leaf tonight. But Muzzin, he backed up his talk. Like I, and, and that's why. Like, he doesn't wear the A, but it's a, it's a quiet A on this guy's jersey because he backed up the talk. He called out his teammates. He's done it multiple times and really stepped up tonight, I felt. Yeah, and and he is a defenseman, part of their core D, that has a, a, a different skill set. You know, it's needed. And that's the whole thing about the forwards and the D. They're very mobile. They're very offensive. And Jake Muzzin can provide that physicality, and, and he can walk the walk. The other part is, yeah, to have guys that got to the promised land all the way 
I, I think is important. Uh, now, you see Patrick Marlowe. He's never gotten all the way, but uh, he got one to the final once. And he was a great guy to have around, but he didn't help the San Jose Sharks this year. They're not even in the playoffs. So, yeah. I mean, there, there's limitations. It's still got to be someone that can play at a certain level. But if I was looking to add someone from the Maple Leafs at trade deadline, you're not going to add a difference maker. But I would get somebody, and they did it with Brian Boyle a couple of years ago, that just had had a lot of playoff experience and maybe maybe won a Stanley Cup. Ron Hainsey had done that. You know, just if you've taken that journey once, you can you can add intangibles that nobody else can. You know what it takes. You know what it takes. There's no doubt about that. As we bring in uh, Chris Johnson of Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca, and Hockey Night in Canada from Scotiabank Arena after this 4 nothing win for the Maple Leafs. I asked Gord this question. I'll ask you now, CJ. Was that the most complete effort of this season or one of them for this Maple Leafs team? I think under the circumstances, we it's fair to label it that. Yeah. You know, given how they played the last two games and, and where we're getting at in the season, that... that you know, Florida had briefly bumped them out of a playoff spot with their win last night. You know, I think in the moment uh, and with such a good Pittsburgh team on the other side, that that is their most complete effort. It's the most lopsided loss the Penguins have had. And when you watch that, I mean, I'm sure there's there's lots to be happy about on the Leafs side of things, but, but I could even understand if there's just a trickle of frustration that, that you don't see it more because that you know, it doesn't surprise you, I think, to see them play that well, but we just haven't seen it in a, in a little while here and certainly not from start to finish, which I think is key to this game. You know, the third period, uh, they didn't give up too much. Um, you know, Freddie really didn't face that many high-danger chances other than that that one power play at the end of the first period where he, he saw six shots on net. I mean, other, other than that, that was, uh, that was a pretty uh, strong, committed effort, lots of emotion, uh, a little bit of physicality. You know, I think there's a lot to like uh, from that for Sheldon Keefe and his coaching staff. Yeah, you know, and uh, I know Freddie didn't get a ton of grade-A scoring chances, but there were some. And there, and there was that uh, penalty, as you mentioned, and that, that would have been a bad way for Malgan to start to have it, yet another power play goal on his first ever penalty, but the Leafs killed it off. And I just thought there's a lot of things that stating the obvious Sheldon Keefe did about the team, about having to work on other things. But, man, to his credit, there, there was a tidal wave about starting Jack Campbell tonight from fans, and uh, I like that he stuck up for Freddie Anderson, and I like that Freddie uh, came up, and sometimes when you don't have a ton of grade-A scoring chance, those are the more difficult games, and he came up with his best game in a while. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a good sign. I mean, we'll, let's face it. We know that this league season is likely only going to go as far as, as Freddie Anderson's able to to carry it, to perform uh, at or near his best. You know, that, that's been an important part of the success they've had the last three years here in making the playoffs and having back-to-back 100-point seasons. Uh, you know, he's been, you know, the main driver of that or certainly one of the main drivers of those performances. And, and you know, I think for a whole bunch of reasons, not all of them in his control or, or his fault, you know, that hasn't been what we've seen the last two months. I mean, this is this has been a rough stretch for Fred. He got injured. I think at times the team's played poorly in front of him and not put him in a position to, to have that success. But, um, you know, if he, if he sees games like this where he's facing 24 or 25 shots and, you know, most of them from, from distance, and not, you know, on two-on-ones and not van rushes and the things that the Leafs are among the, the, the lower third teams in the league are giving up. I mean, uh, th- this team has a, a huge uh, opportunity in front of it to, you know, to, to make this go a lot differently than it's felt here the last little while. 
Yeah, I thought they really played as a cohesive unit in this game. And I, I told Gord off the top, like the most important part for me was that the veterans really stepped up. Like that, that, there's a big reason why Jake Muzzin's with this team, why he's about to sign an extension. Kyle Clifford has brought in John Tavares at two assists and seven shots on goal. How important is it, you know, to lead by example and have your big boys and your leadership core sort of carry the torch here in the way for the team? I'm scared to admit this, Nick, but it's one of the things I was thinking too. That, yeah. That, you know that, that we agree on this one, but I, I do think that 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 mattered. I mean, look, Jake Muzzin was probably the harshest critic of the Leafs after the last game, and you know certainly there was tough words from everyone. I don't think that he was on an island in his thoughts about where they were at, but but you know he was he was pretty honest about some of the things that were missing. And I think you know when when you do that, the, the sort of accountability you have within a locker room and within the team, you know, it's important that that you show up as well because you know I think Jake was like most of his teammates in Pittsburgh that he didn't play that well on Tuesday night. Well, that this is the complete opposite of that, whether it's, you know, the, the nice play to, to start the breakout under some pressure from Horkfist that, that leads to the, the breakaway for Kapanen, the 3 nothing goal. Obviously, I was fortunate to get that shot through and, and score the opener, but I just thought all in all a tidy performance. And, you know, he, he's a guy that, that plays a lot of those minutes against Pittsburgh's best players in the role and, and the way he's being used now. And, and you know, I think he was he was one of the, the leaders. The same with Tavares. He, you know, he won a ton of face-offs tonight. Two of them end up in the back of the net pretty quickly after he's done so and, and, you know, just had a lot of chances around the goal himself to score. Uh, you know, these, these, those are encouraging. And, you know, I think that, that every Leafs win can't be Matthew scoring two and Marner, uh, you know, being the, the star. I mean, obviously that's a good thing. I, you know, I think those guys are, are going to continue to get their points and, and be huge offensive drivers. But, um, you know, one thing the Leafs have been lacking, I think is, is some of the, 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 the lower uh, contributions and, you know, I like the way that that third line looked too, with with Kerfoot dropping back and and becoming the center, and Malvin, uh, you know, slipping into his spot on the Tavares line, and um, you know, maybe a, a little better mix for the Leafs because they're they're definitely still searching for for what the best grouping of forwards has been. There's been a lot of change, and, and they haven't really been able to settle on anything uh, these last couple of weeks. Now, a lot, and you're around the team all the time, but a lot was made people last couple of days saying, okay, whether it was Jake Muzzin or Mitch Marner, or who or whomever spoke, and they're saying. Are you kidding me? They have to remind themselves they got to work hard. They got you, you. Are you serious? But I'll tell you, there, there's two parts about it, Chris. One is, hey, everybody gets work reviews, and every now and then it's nice to be reminded about some things. But the other thing is, they weren't making excuses. Uh, there wasn't that toxic environment like years ago where you blame the fans, you blame the media, you blame the back-to-backs, you blame everything. I, I like the fact that they just were all being accountable, and it was almost kind of a self-awareness that, yeah, we got to remember that it's been an easy ride at times because we've got a lot of talent, but we got to work. I, I I thought some people said, well, wh- why didn't they realize it? But I thought it was a whole healthy process the way they handled it. I agree, and I'm a little more sympathetic to that. I, I get that, that it's easy from afar to say, oh, they make X million and they play for the Leafs or living their dream, what they have to remind themselves to work. But I think, you know, it's not for lack of one. I, I just think sometimes you drift from a certain mentality or certain habits, you know, the same for any of us doing the jobs we do. Uh, it's not as though they, they are intentionally being lazy or they're not committed or they don't want to challenge for a Stanley Cup. I just think that, that periods crop up where things aren't working right. And, and you know, sometimes it can even be paralysis by analysis, you know, where you're you're thinking so much, you're trying so hard, and, and you're not getting the results you need. I, you know, I think that that's all part of it. I mean, even Frederick Anderson acknowledged that about his own game yesterday, that mentally uh, he's been struggling lately, that he's been worrying about some things he can't control and, and 
maybe overthinking, you know, some stuff rather than just putting 100% focus into doing his job and doing what's going to bring him success. And so I'm with you. I think that that was honest self-assessment. Um, you know, I don't take it as these guys are a bunch of lazy so-and-sos, which I think is maybe how anyone upset by those comments was sort of looking at that. And, and um, you're right. Give them credit for owning their stuff and, and putting a better performance in. And, and obviously this, the Leafs need this just to be the start. I mean, this was a great game. And, and, you know, as we said off the top, probably their best effort of the year, but, you know, for it to really matter, it's going to have to be something they build off of and uh, turn into maybe, you know, what's expected and, and just what they can count on as their, their consistent effort, no matter what the circumstances, because they're still a 20 game sprint to the finish here and, and they're not totally out of the woods just yet. You're right. And lastly, because we're not talking until after the deadline, anything new to report in terms of deadline conversations, uh, how would you describe the market right now in general? Well, I think it's pretty hot. I think there's a lot going on, and I think the Leafs are among the teams trying to to make things happen. Now that 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 brings us no guarantees for you know anything between now and 3 p.m. Eastern on Monday. Um, but you know, from my understanding, obviously the Leafs continue to call teams about defensemen and looking to see what they can do there. That's not a surprise. We've talked about it for a long time, but you know, I think that they've also been dipping their toe in in seeing if they can bring in some some more depth at the forward position. You know, maybe some players that can play on the, on the third or fourth line as they kind of try to settle on that mix. I think they, they might not mind even finding a bit more sandpaper if it's the right kind of player. And so, um, you know, we'll see what the next days bring for Toronto. But, um, you know, I do think that they're of a mind that they uh, that they're aggressive. I don't think that they're they're looking at their team thinking, oh, yeah, everything this is just fine. Um, but, uh, you know, it'll be a, a wild few days, I would expect, around the league. We'll see a lot of bodies move and. Maybe a couple more uh, coming here to, to wear a leaf sweater. We wait with bated breath. Uh, CJ, thanks so much. as appreciated, and have a great weekend. Okay, have fun. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Anytime. There you have it. Chris Johnson of uh, Sportsnet, Sportsnet.ca, and HockeyNet in Canada. Again, Sportsnet is your home for the trade deadline coming up on Monday, 3 p.m. Eastern time, where you can watch Anthony Stewart and Co. juggle all day. I hope not, actually. They'll be, uh, yeah, that'd be exciting. But it's like watching a There's mon- always trades, though. I mean, I know. you're an executive. Like, I mean, we always play it up and say, why are all these trades happening? It happens every year where Tuesday's sort of busy. Wednesday, there's one or two. And then once you get to a weekend, it's it's quiet till yeah. Monday, you know? And a juggler's just like one step above a mime, okay, to watch them all the time. So it, it, it won't come to that. But it's yeah. uh, we, we've gotten used to the, you know, the big Theo Fleury trade going to Calgary, the Ryan Smith late trade going to the New York Islanders, that the cap world's really, really different. But th- there's stuff of intrigue. It's just if you watch it, the whole day or listen the whole day, which we encourage, by the way. I do that all the time. There's an element of it being kind of like a political convention on voting day. You know, whatever. But, great, great sell, Gord. But, but what does everyone ask you about right now? Blake uh, Coleman. Well, whether it's Blake <laughs> Coleman, the trade deadline. Yeah. That's all everyone asks you. Like, I mean, Nobody it's, talks it, to me. It's yeah. uh, Well, they just say, excuse me, can you get out of the way with your yeah. Carolina Hurricane shade? Sure. You like and that, by eh? the way, they're looking to add by by the way the Carolina Hurricanes are looking to add. And they're always so, looking to add. Well, they're there so there you go. You got buyers sellers, you got them in the thick of things, so it is intriguing and you do get asked lots of questions about it. And, and then if, you then you stir up stuff with your Twitter pals. Yeah, that's what I do for a living, just troll Islanders Twitter uh, in general, NHL Twitter. Uh, with that in mind, Sheldon Keefe's got to be a happier man tonight now 23-12 and 4 as the head coach of the Maple Leafs. His thoughts on this 4-0 win at home against Pittsburgh. What you learn about your club all being on one game, given what you saw in the previous two games, Sheldon? Well, I think we've talked about it before. Just to, you know, We've shown at different times that this is a group with a lot of character and a lot of pride, and uh, we showed that today with how we responded. Certain face-off circle with people like Tavares? 
Yeah, I mean, it, for sure. Those guys had strong nights. I think it's just a, a, a sign of how engaged we were in the game. And uh, so I would say that, yeah, that's, that's where the game begins in a lot of cases. And the guys were hard on the puck in all areas of the game. What do you like best about Jake Muzzin's performance? Uh, just complete. You know, he's, he, he battled, he's competitive, shot one into the net and got, found a way to get a couple of assists and was all over the game. Uh, so he was a real leader for us back there. I know a lot going on to make sure, but how important did he get Alex back to his natural spot if you want to center on that third line? Yeah, I think it really helps us. I mean, that, that line has really been struggling for us to, to find uh, an identity and to find some consistency. Um, it was tough for us, right, because I thought Kerf was doing an excellent job with John and, and Will and, and playing well there. But uh, just when I talked with him today, just said that you know, the acquisition of Malgan gives us uh, an opportunity to give him a look with those guys. And uh, I just thought that Alex could really bring something back to that line where he had played and uh, sort of wanted to give him a chance to be the leader and get that line going. You know, the, the wingers, Engvall and Cappy, are two guys that I think had had more to give us, and uh, that happened today. With the play of Freddie, especially late in the first on that power play, I think he made five saves yeah. right Yeah, it was excellent. I mean, it's perfect, right? He keeps it out of the net, but he, he battled. He looked solid there. I think it was just a, a good, really good sign for our team. Uh, he made saves with those the pucks that they were throwing around the net. There's also a lot of loose ones hanging out there. Our guys collapsed real hard, won the loose pucks. To, uh, maybe not necessarily get it out like we would have liked, but at least kept it away from our net to allow us time to, to settle and regroup. I thought that that penalty kill was a really important time in the game, obviously, from what happened previously. And it was a good chance for our penalty kill, which had been outstanding for us. I think you know over the... 12 games or so in the month leading up to the game in Pittsburgh, we've had the number one penalty kill in the NHL. So penalty kill had been really strong for us, and today was a chance for it to get right back to work. What goes through your mind when you see that version of Kapanen with the goal, the fight seemed engaged all night? Just that that's what he's capable of doing. That's, that's uh, the impact that he has, um, the ability to make on our team. So I, I just, uh, it was really great to see uh, that. Just it gives us consistency all throughout our lineup, and uh, he he was really good today in all regards. Talked about how earlier this season, I think it was a Colorado game. You saw what was in there, right? You saw what this team is capable of. You see it again tonight. Is it almost not frustrating, but is it difficult that you had to be as strong and play the cards you did to get this performance out of this team at this time? The season's going to bring different different things. It's going to require different things from me. It's going to require different things from our players. Uh, you know, we don't like how the last uh, little bit has gone. But we were, I was excited about the opportunity for to get to work yesterday and put in the work and respond. And you're playing against the same team. It has a, a playoff like feel to it. You, you know, you take it. You take a, a beat down in the, in the first game and you, the chance to regroup and then make a plan and push your team and challenge your team, motivate your team, that's, that's the best part of this game. So <clears throat> I was excited about it, and I think our players were too, and, and it showed on the ice. Is there anything in particular that happened since Tuesday that you think was key to getting that response out of the guys? Well, I, think, I, I think, I mean, there was a lot said, a lot done, all that kind of stuff, but part of it too is you just, you just don't like to get embarrassed. 
And the guys have a lot of pride in, in, in themselves, a lot of pride in the jersey and the organization. Uh, so we could have said or done nothing, and we, we may have gotten the same type of response. We don't, we don't really know. But uh, regardless of it, it, I like that we got the response. I like the effort. I love the result to get the shutout. And we didn't give up much uh, either against a very good team. We thought we controlled play for good chunks of time against a very good team. A lot of really good, healthy signs here, so we'll all enjoy it. The idea of deploying five forwards on that five-on-three, when did you first think of that, and have you tried that elsewhere? Yeah, I have. So was Paul McFarlane, so it, it came pretty naturally just in terms of uh, we like the fact on the five-on-three to, to have uh, the four forwards that have all the creativity and the ability to score, but we really think having Hyman as the ability to just stand on the net and make it difficult for the goaltender, that it's a, it's a good mix for us. So, yeah, fortunately that takes Barry off, um, but we just like that look for those situations. How do you maintain the example of what happened in the third going forward now, Sheldon, that you expect most of it in the Yeah, we'll just, I mean, we'll talk about it. We'll use those clips as examples. The guys felt it. That's what we challenged them to do is to, continue to play the game with some aggression um, in terms of how we defend. We want to defend with aggression on their half the ice, and then when we do that, we're going to get the puck back in our hands, and then we're good with that. Um, so, yeah, it was all the way through, it was a lot of really good things. And to do it against a good team, is uh, it feels good. And so, you know, we don't want to look uh, beyond today. We want to enjoy this here today, recognizing that uh, we've got to get back to work on Saturday. How do you basically model what happened tonight to try it out against Saturday and everything I just what I talked about was just enjoy it. That's the that's the biggest thing is just to enjoy it. Enjoy, enjoy, first of all, enjoy finding your way through difficult times because that's you know otherwise it defeats you and it gets you down. But you should, like I said, I came to work yesterday uh, motivated and excited to push our team and get our team uh, you know excited to play today. Uh, I, trying to encourage our players to be excited about the challenges and the difficult times. And now the challenge is to keep it going. So uh, that's really what it's about, is to enjoy the feeling that you have kind of in your stomach before the game starts, and then also enjoy the feeling after. When the music's going, everybody's happy, you know, that it's, it's what this game's about. What did you learn about Alvin seeing him play there? I was really impressed with him in a lot of ways. Uh, I knew he had a lot of skill. I'd seen enough video to see that, that when the puck gets on the stick, that he's got a real good sense of what to do with it. Uh, but I was really impressed with his work habits. He got a stick on a number of different pucks defensively, blocked a shot. He's standing on in, at the net front on the first goal. Uh, just did a lot of really, really good little things that had nothing to do with us preparing him to be here or anything. That's just hockey sense and intelligence and willingness to, to do those things. So... Uh, for a guy that traveled three time zones to get here and no practices and get on his, uh, you know, throw his gear on and go play with a bunch of new teammates, I was really impressed. Another lengthy Sheldon Keefe presser right there. Gord, you got like 25 seconds. Your thoughts on Saturday against Carolina. Bring it. We got it. 6.30, the pregame show, then all the action. Uh, they're back. They're back, baby. Let's see if they can get a little consistent run here going to the Toronto Bay Police build from an excellent effort tonight. That is the professional Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. Many thanks to Sam McKee, Josh Santos, and Kyle Norris. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk on Saturday night. Take care.